Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, welcome at Hogman Estate. Yes! Yes! This is the ballad of Mrs. Begg. Right, I don't own the rights to that. I'm going to phone somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Ford fucking killer. Oh, this, is the biggest, this is the Hero biggest man. Mad, isn't it? You were the nation's sweetheart. He's now taking over for you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, but you're young. You're good looking. You've got time to go. I'm getting, that, I'm getting that older woman that's looking at me now. Oh, I like that. I'm George Clooney audience. I like that. They go for, oh, you like that? No. That's a <laughs> anyway, congratulations on winning Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, Bill Bailey knew, has it? <laughs> I've got a wee bit more hair than Bill Bailey. No, he's doing great. That was, oh, I'd be, I'm no, see, I'm no known outside Scotland. That's the one good thing. They don't phone you up to ask you to do Strictly. Would you do stuff like that? Strictly come dancing. I look like a colour at it, don't I? <laughs> you know, I, I'll have one up. You see, by the time I get my front door in the house, that's enough for me, eh? No. But I must say, you look like a, like a West End hipster a bit. Is that, is that I do, well, I live in the West End. I don't know about a hipster, but, and, uh, no, you, my, the, people are saying that their hair's this long because of hairdressers, but no, no, all the barbers and that are open. But it's about 40 quid to get a haircut up here. And I normally pay a fiver, so I, I, I wouldn't give them it around here. So I've been having a wee go myself, but I just keyed up. He's got a wee guy. Sure, not a wee guy. Not a wee guy. Who's a wee, wee groggers could cut you, sir, couldn't they? Oh, we could get a wee guy. A wee guy called wee groggers. Yeah, he does. Oh, let me write that down. <laughs> get hair done Four, by groggers. Fortunately, he does. Well, there's a cracker, right? Does See it? when you cut your hair? Uh-huh. Wee groggers. That's your nickname for it. And you, you keep going. I like it. You can't get enough of it. So <laughs> let's get this established for the get go. You like young women, older women. <laughs> And Groggers. <laughs> nice, eh? <laughs> See what you've got yourself in for you. It's, it's, it's an odd magazine to try and hunt doing that. I've seen all the other ones, but the Groggers and the haircuts and old women and young women. See, with the amount of time you've had in the house in lockdown or that, have you ever thought about another still game script? Oh, great question, Paul. I just, because I've got it, it's gone. No, that's a great question. You've got, I've noticed, I've been watching a lot of telly and, and I've noticed that whether anybody asks you a shit question or no, you've got to reply by saying, do you know, that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. No, never in a fucking million years. No, done it's it, done, it's done. It. So what do you do about ideas that come into your head now? Just uh, Well, it depends what it is. I mean, if it's a sitcom idea, then you'd maybe try and write it down and try and get some TV station interested in it. But... That's not really what's what's been uh, what's been. Once you've done a sitcom, you're kind of reluctant to pen another one straight away because, apart from anything else, there's a comparison thing, isn't there? You, yeah. you go on and the public immediately says, oh, "It's not the same as still game." So you, there needs to be a period of time yeah. that you you leave a thing like like um, tuna fat as well. You, you you would leave a thing before you would embark on that type of thing again. Would so you ever what, think about writing a sitcom about a 29 year old guy that still stays with his mum and dad? Called still him. Maybe 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 could keep in contact with because it doesn't that doesn't happen to anybody. It's only dafties that happen to him. Maybe we'd be able to. You still know who's in there? I've actually got a big place. I've actually got a big place up the West End. Do you do you do your Sarah Hoover? Absolutely. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Ruin my bed, I. I mean, you could get a wee show together. Oh wow! Old women, young women, and guys like me. So used to a both West End, you could start hanging about with each other. Aye, how long you been in the West End? Two years now. Oh, for goodness' sake, no. Just getting used to it. That's no, no. I'm dying. I've got West End under my fingernails. I'm here twenty odd years. I'm even here longer than I was in Denison. So that way you grew up in Denison. I grew up in Denison. I was born in Shelton and grew up in Denison. So you're like an Ed, huh? Well, no, no. Everybody in Denison is an Ed. I don't. No, I was. I would never. I would never have said full blown Ed, but. I hung about with plenty of them, so, so most of the thing I managed to get written down later on 
was coming for the right place. I'd heard it on. That's what I was thinking. You know? Yeah. But then what is a Ned? How do you define it? We're Neds. Well, the wee Neds of his own, the wee guy of his own uh, still game, the wee guys that remember they cut the... Are you want me to go through the cast and go, Ned, Ned, <laughs> middle good class, guy, good Ned, guy, Ned. Guy. Ned. <laughs> Kev, highlight the football calendar, 2020. You got one? Oh, I was going to run, I was going to run through that for you, but never mind. No, so your knowledge of football is obviously yeah. fucking Name. more than yours. Aye, well. Uh, obviously Scotland, our own country, qualifying for European Championship. I, I did hear that. Bats. I heard that in the phone. Did no, you hear I, that, I, I, no, listen, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not picking bits off, you know. I did, somebody oh, there's plenty me. of pick-off him there, so, no, no, somebody <laughs> did phone me and say, at Scotland through and I went, what for? I'm telling you, it, it, it's never even on So what, you never watched the game on no, the telly, right? When Scotland... Scotland I'm interested in, whenever they qualified for the World Cup and stuff like that, and, and Scotland as a team, whether it be rugby or, you know, whatever they're doing, if it's Scotland, obviously I'm up in front watching it. Right, can we get, can we get part two of this before we get in it? No, no, we're actually <laughs> no, we're in, in it. Right. We're we're in in it. it. So, so it's going to be a big party summer next, oh, next summer. It's going to be a big party. So. We're, going up, we're getting a bus and going down to Wembley. We're we're I'm not up for that, no. Who's the guy that played Hagrid? Uh, your mate, Robbie, Robbie Coltrane. He's going to drive it. Remember he drove the bus? Yeah, donut. Remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, donut. Right. <laughs> do, you want me, do, do you want me to put a wee hole through here so you can pull my piss off of there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll save you. That'll save you trying to get out of here. Well, I'll just hang it out. <laughs> right, that's enough. I'm not going oh, to Do you hate it when people are up your arse? Uh, what's that? Do you hate it when people are up your arse? Well, I know when somebody started to take a fucking piss out of me. I'm no daft. No, I, I understand. No, he is, he is, he's genuinely a big fan. Is Robbie Coltrane going to come and drive your bus for you? Did you make that up? No, we're going to try, actually. We're going to try. Just try after you mentioned it there or had you tried before? No, I think we're going to try and the guy's buying it's going to try to do it. Stop looking at me, I'd answer the man's face. I'm doing right. <laughs> Shite myself. I'm doing the right in mind would be a comedian a, a, a free bus in London to drive a bit. You can't feel not with it. Mm. Get through Hamleys with it. So can you tell him that I do love still games? I feel I'm going to shake hey, He does love still game. He does love I it. Don't get me mixed up with the big man, I'm a Honestly, I'm a safety. No, you're not. I can tell you. I can tell you. Dennis and I think he's going to snap at me in a minute. Oh, he's got no a chip. He's got a chip. No, it's conference, isn't it? How, how come you're not in football at all? Like a Glasgow I guy grew up in Dennis. I can tell you why. It's dead easy to answer because you know, you know what Celtic part. What team? What, was it Celtic you played for? You played for. Yeah. Used to, and you played I, for. I, I, I played for Rangers. But right, okay, well, it, it's like. It, it's, when you come out of Celtic Park, there's, there's exits that take you into the Gallagate and into the Carlton, right? But there's another big street called Millicent Street that runs yep. right up to Duke Street. Yep. And where it comes out at Duke Street, there's two pubs. There's the Bristol Bar, which you'll be yep. familiar with as a Rangers player, uh, and uh, there's the Crown Crichton. His face is on the dartboard in there, huh? <laughs> and they've got the Crown Crichton, which is the, uh, the Celtic pub. So, and they were, my living room Monday was right at the corner. Now, whenever a big game finished in Celtic Park, or whatever, but sell it part. The, all the windy shutters would go down like, like the gun, five minutes before the gunfight, corral, right? Okay, corral. Down they would come, cafe shut, everything, and then this sea would come up Millicent Street and spill out onto Duke Street exactly where my windy was. And my mum would be like, I come back for the windy, but I couldn't keep my way for it. And looking at the windy, and there'd be mayhem under the windy. Now, obviously, it was because I'm wanting a comedy game and I'm a writer, I'm prone to exaggeration, but I'm not exaggerating this. They were battering into one another with knives and everything. It was common every 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 time we were a big game on, slashing, stabbing, polos getting done in, motors getting rolled out on top of one another. And I'm not exaggerating, it was what? utter mayhem. And anybody who lived in Dennis will back that up. So for I was about eight years old, I thought to myself, no, I'm not wanting to get involved. It was near the violence. Yeah, because that looked quite that looked like a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well there was people there was people dropping money and fish up. It was like you could you could get an over up bottle of beer and anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, I thought to myself, no, nah, I don't really want to be part of that whole thing. You were big mates with Jim Baxter, weren't you? Well, no, it was... That's my, a cracker. Well, no, my uncle used to play, uh, what do you call it, golf with him? And uh, I used to, I got a chance to caddy for him a number of times, oh, a couple of summers. I didn't know who he was, and he was annoyed about it. Uh, and he said, you, you, you do kind of am? And I went, no, I'm Jim Baxter. And I went, I, I was in his pub, never, I knew he had a pub and that, because my uncle would, would go there and uh, play pool, and I was about 12 or 13. And I had the first idea who he was. And uh, but he was brand new, he was uh, what a golfer. And he only had half a set in the bag. That was the other thing. It was the, it was the big thing to caddy for him. It was a heavy job. He'd, he'd a putter, a couple of, couple of irons. He could play half it. But then somebody told me that, that Mace, you guys will know this to be right. Mace, uh, anybody that's working with room things <laughs> uh, are usually good at other sports. Like that boy, um, what's, the, what's the snooker player? 
No, the young boy, the Scottish boy, he was only 16 when he won it. Stephen Henry. Stephen Henry's a top-notch golfer. And apparently everybody, anybody that's involved in that kind of, I, would you agree? I play off six golf and then darts are fucking hit. I've had 10 darters, 11 darters. Well, you see, finishes. Aye. Uh, um, no, but the, the dance three was flinging him on his. <laughs> <laughs> no, aye. His There's a bit of video footage kick, kicking about. Me and Greg were doing something for Kit the Kirsty Watch show, and we had to go down to Hamden Park, uh, to the training ground at Hamden Park. That's what it was. Kind of red ash affair, right? And we had dinner suits on. I don't know what it, what, it, what it was about, but, but to go down and talk to the grounds manager, and we spoke to a couple of football manager guys. I don't know who they were, but they seemed to want it anyway, and we were doing it. <laughs> And it was some celebration about something. So we did a suit which was going to make it funnier. Anyway, at the end of the thing, Greg still got this videotape and he pushes himself laughing at it regularly when he's fed up. And they set it up for us. Right, for the final shot, guys, he say, thanks very much. Join us next week. He says, Greg, you kick the ball out of Ford. Ford, you run up with the ball. He says, there's a goal in there, but he's not even going to make an attempt at trying to catch the ball. He says, you put it in the back of the hanging bag, end of story. And I went like that. Right, so whatever that, see you next week. Kicks the boy out of me. I, by the way, hired tuxedo, and I might say, I'm running, it's too tight for me. And I, I, I'm running down, right? I take a boot at it. I miss the ball completely, completely. Upend myself and landed on the white line. Should have, right? I couldn't get the, fight, the fucking chalk out the, out the jacket. And he was trying to make it on the day. Oh, you're right, fella. You're right. You, you okay? Let me help you up now. Me gonna take back to the house. I freeze framed it bit by bit by bit. And as I'm tumbling early, right, got falling, his best pal, he's gone. We're freeze framing it. <laughs> as I'm going down, I could have been breaking my neck. And he, he plays it for fun now and he, he digs it up every now and again. He always threatens me he's got to put it on YouTube. That's how bad I'm at football. The but he, he, asked you, he asked you once if you were watching an old firm game. He asked me if I was watching an old firm game. I, I'm sick. To, I'm sick of madness. But I said I didn't know who. I asked him who was playing. I didn't. I don't know what that means. That's not right, man. I mean, I know who it means. <laughs> but uh, I don't much care. And as I say, I got to meet some of the because of the other boys in the show. Got to meet some of the Lisbon Lion fellas, the guys that played in there. That's, that, He's up there with the Lisbon Lions in terms of Celtic's history. Is that right? Uh-huh. Because of course, nine in a row. He's part of the nine, part in, a row. nine in a row. So it's, it's, if we date this year ten, that'll be the first time in the history. So if we do that, we'll be right up there, won't we? Ten. Uh, Ten, ten, titles. ten titles, ten leagues. Right. So it's a big part of that. See the people, the people, the people that watch this and listen to this podcast will be going like, "See, I, I, see, I, no, I'm not seriously. Uh-huh. I know about the nine in a row thing because you've never done shouting and bawling about it. I know that. <laughs> that every time Celtic it goes along that's with that. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing people know if you don't know anything about football. So, see, how did you go through the stand up to to write and still uh, tune the fat first? I met Greg along the way. Uh, Greg w- was part of a, a comedy troupe as well called the Three Men. Brothers Trio troupe, which was three guys, and uh, they were funny, and they won the Fringe Award for their comedy, and and we won a, an award. Nothing as good as that, though. But ended up we were all together and either working for the BBC or drinking together in the or and more or whatever, and then we started writing me jokes for um, football programs of all things, like on, is- on the ball and off the ball. And I I found out that uh, you see this is the irony of me not knowing anything about football because. The next thing that was it became available was there was a wee opportunity for somebody to come in and do a couple of voices on the radio, and uh, and then they said, oh well, you know, I said, what do these guys sound like? It doesn't matter what they sound like. The guy's Dutch. Uh, the, the football manager's name's Dutch. Here's a joke. Sure, I would just go in and do a voice like this, and then, and that would seem to do it, and that cover the gag. And then we write more of them, and then then they say you, you need to do Gaza, and I'm like, I don't want to do Gaza because you can buy a number of years. So somebody else would take us and then we'd just thought, we, we, we get two years out of that gig. Wow. And all we were doing were writing jokes, other people's jokes, and reading them as part of that show. It still runs off the ball. Because he, he, he presented off the ball, didn't he? Greg did for a while, uh, It's It's t- uh, Tam Cowan and... Um, Stuart Cosgrove. Uh, uh, but then, uh, Greg does know his sport. Greg knows his stuff. So see, for them, is that how he's got into sort of tuna uh, fat? No, the, the, it became... Uh, started to become clear within the building that they were looking for ideas for the uh, radio shows. And uh, I know you said you were tuning fat, but we were on the radio for, we did about 60 radio tuning fats before that. He's also known that Still Game was a play before it was on the TV. Was that I? Aye, aye, he told me that since so I, I need to remember that. <laughs> the, 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 He's done his research. No, but the, uh, so we went, all right, well, well look, you and me could do a, a radio show. So it was basically us just talking, right? And playing records. What a cheat. 
because they're paying you money and all your days playing somebody else's yeah, record yeah. covering the time. So you'd with an hour show that we would do every Saturday, and of course it sounds really, I sound ancient here, but it was before the internet, so the only feedback you could get to see if it was working was the taxi drivers. So you did tune the flat and it would go, then you get in the taxi, got the road, and the boys would go, they would just listen to that, tune a fat on the radio there. You're like, ah, that's us. Because they didn't know who we were, we were on the radio. That was the only place you could find out if the jokes were working. Because taxi drivers and, I don't know, people had the radio in all the day, bus drivers, that people that were listening to the radio all day were the only ones that could tell you whether the jokes were working or whether they oh, weren't no, working. Yeah. For Stephen, you were just, when did you, did you realise that it was going to go as big as it did? Uh, I, I knew right away, I went out and I bought an enormous house on the strength, <laughs> on the strength of the £17.50 a week job. I went, this is me for life. I thought, there's, fuck Denison, there's Den. I thought, well, God, I've got a big house, six bedrooms, fuck it, I've got a job in Radio Scotland, I'm going to go off my nut, Ferrari, two of them. I'm, uh, do you know what I mean? I immediately yeah. knew, I fucking knew right away. Here, I'm blasting again. I'm fucking just fighting to On his question, like, he's all over him. See on his question, which is... Which is you're obviously saying you're getting your feedback from taxi <laughs> drivers, right? Aye, people are. So, as a collective, at what point oh, did you think... Oh, taxi driver. Oh, no, no, no. As a collective, how did somebody decide that there's enough fucking taxi drivers talking about it? Do you know what I mean? Well, the, the BBC's quite an old... Well, always has it... tries to modernise itself, but it's still at heart got the old-fashioned thing, so people still phone in, or used to... Still phone in or writing, you know, and they say, oh, that was a good show, we can get yeah. me of that. So they were kind of culminating that, checking their ratings, feedback for the man in the street, what's the guy saying in the pubs? And more and more people in pubs would be listening to it, you know, talking about it. And then they started to realise, well, then we started pushing, can we get a tell out of this? And they said, aye. So they gave us a, a sketch show and we just tried to get it. If you ever see the first ones of Tune in Fact, it's me and Greg sitting on a couch, like this set up. We had a couple of cardigans on acting as if we're all fucking cool and play a few sketches and that. But we soon realised they're not interested in us chatting. They're wanting sketches. So the next series was all sketches, no chat. Nothing like the radio. And then that was the year 2000. We got asked to do the, the, the panto at Kings, which we did. And during the panto, they started shouting out, going to no do that, you see? And that was, us. I'm telling you, wow. the first time we knew that it had caught on. And that had been running for about a year. And uh, a couple of people had said it to me before, but we'd never seen an audience doing it. And they were doing it when we weren't on the stage, and all, oh, going, oh, doing it. And the other actors were going, what is that they're fucking shouting about? I went, it's a daft, what is that? They were going, oh, doing it. And they said, if you can let me stop doing it, because it's fucking. <laughs> said, no. And you get in the show, and I'm here to see the Emperor. I'm like, I'm not doing it. It's a couple of that. No, you did do. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, these things can come and bite your ass, yeah. you know. Because, I mean, I think the, Cel the Celtic team at one point, had milk, lemonade, chocolate. Chocolate, aye, that was in the one league. Aye, and uh, I remember something saying, and I've got, and I went, why, why are all the catchphrases? Uh, of course, I see them doing it. Not milk, lemonade, chocolate, and all that, and I thought, that's brilliant. Uh -huh. right, are you all right? Can, you got no questions. You praise him. Can you give him a bit of praise, please? You seem worried about something. What are you worried about? I just about? want to keep on asking you. I'm just killing in case you bite down my throat. I'm not going to bite you. <laughs> I mean, am I getting the impression that I'm hostile? Am I? <laughs> you see the day, right? I'm, I'm going to go for it now. Right. See the day, see, we still used to always do the New Year special when aye, it still came. Aye. Could we do a wee scene? Oh, you, yes. You do it? But you, so he, you, he's hating this idea, I can tell. No, no, no please, please, because I know me and you have not got after a, a, a good, a good <laughs> fit, right? But aye. I can see us two going along the line working together, but just before all that, aye. can we do a wee take the day, a New Year take, maybe a wee five minute sketch or a wee gag? Of what? Use the man in charge of it. In charge of what? You're editing the scene. What the fuck are you on about? <laughs> you know, he wants to act with you. I tell you what you right? go to the toilet, right? Have a think about what you're talking about, right? <laughs> Write it down a bit of paper in the form of a proposal and bring it back here like a fucking regular person. Instead of asking about with me. <laughs> Jesus fuck. You get anyone to ask? Why he's going a bit snappy. Why? <laughs> Go into character mode as the big man and just fucking shout at him. Fucking raging now. I'm not raging. What is it? Tell me, tell me. Right, so what do you want to sketch? Fuck the idea. Fuck the idea. Do you know that's how we wrote you in the fact? Every second one went like that. Fuck it. You want to get an actor to do it? I'm trying to help you, honestly. I'm going to go again. Go again, go again. No, because I feel that. Everybody shoots you out, you can get it. No, because I feel your team up here to go again, you've got to go fuck off. No, no, no. I would never do that. Like see if you don't even know, please just so you know. Right. 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 Here we go. Remember the scenes you used to date New Year? The yes. New Year specials. Vividly. Vividly, right? Uh -huh. 
Can you do a wee one with us today for uh, the audience at home? Oh, yes. wait, it's went for him to uh, didn't involve us, it's you. Uh, what's, no, that what, what's that about? Dildo Young's back. That's where you come in. What? I want to pluck your brains today. <laughs> pluck your brains? Pluck my brains? You're going to take two running plucks for yourself. I'm not doing fuck all like that. <laughs> Think something else. What would you like to. What, what, what do you what, what, what sketch do you like to I want to fucking show you in right now <laughs> no you don't you're having a lovely time no, you're a cracking guy <laughs> deep down you're a lovely guy deep down show me your shoes oh they're lovely unbelievable aren't oh. they uh, turn the down a bit the Balenciaga can't hide money can you is that what they are no Ben Sherman there Ben Sherman Ben Sherman that's what they call I'll try to bail him see on the characters see Tam he is like Everybody's got one of them in the family. Pure tight, ain't yeah. he? well, I've got one. I've got a pal, Martin, who who is as tight as that. And uh, we actually wrote. Me and Greg sat down and spoke about that, and we, and we wrote a couple of Martin's genuine stories in there. There's, a, one. there's a few. Well, uh, how can you be that tight? Well, I'm just trying. I'm trying to give one that's fresh. Never mind, we've been used before. All right, here's one. Martin. Martin before he's a priest now. Martin. Right. And, and uh, Martin was a. Uh, used to run the university, Glasgow University, down the road there. And one of the guys that was running the bars in there came in one day, his face was tripping, and Martin went, where have you been? Back of two, you should have been back in the other back of one. He went, uh, he says, I've gambled all my money away in a fruit machine. He says, is there an ombudsman for a fruit machine? Martin says, I don't know. What, 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 what do you mean you gambled all your money? He went, 90 quid. And the bastard's not even good as a nudge. He went, you're off your head for stone and doing that, putting all that money in a machine, you see? He says, where was this? He says, Noble's Amusement, he says in Dumbarton Road. He says, right, back your what? Man, get in the car, <laughs> drove down to the fucking amusements, put three quid in it and got 45 quid out of it. Right, and back up the road. That's the kind of, that's the kind of level he works up. So whenever we were talking about Martin, that's, he, he's definitely, that's Tam. That's, you know, that's super, super miserable. We've always got an eye on the, the other thing. Have you got a favourite episode of Stilgate? Aye. It would, be the, it would be the, well, two really. There's drama. I think it was on the other night. Which is when we won tickets to go to a to go to a, a distillery. The whiskey tasting. Aye, yeah. it was just hilarious for day for the for the start to the end of the day because we ended up pushed in real life because the, it was a real distillery. So the I mean we got the business done, we got all the work done, but there was a certain part of the show where we were the, the guy to bring out halves for everybody. So all the extras were there. They were all getting um, called tea. But I said to the guy, the props guy. I said, listen, stick it to a couple of halves. I said, it's one o'clock now. You've got a lot of director. Is that all right? Fucking all right. It's your show. Give a couple of halves. <laughs> so, me and Greg got the two halves put in. But they were all in amongst the cold teas. So, I managed to locate them anyway the first time. Then the next time, the director goes, uh, Michael says, listen, I don't think it's a good idea to be taken. Because we're doing this scene about eight or nine times during this. He says, and you're getting a half every time. He says to the props guy, name it, name it, and fucking morning, you'll get sacked. Right, okay. So you got a wee packet, you know, they wee dots, you get wee sticky dots, uh-huh. just put in thing. You got a packet of them, and there's about 16 cold teas and the two wee orange dots under the, the two ones. You're like, that's yes. So every time we knew they were gone, like Michael's trying to mix them up. No, no, that's it, so we couldn't fund them. We knew exactly where they were. Just, so the end scene on that, where I'm standing at a bus and I've knocked a bottle of whiskey, the, 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 the Clark Gable whiskey. We were howling. <laughs> so because, because we had to wait for darkness to come, we had to wait for a new to get dark. Well, we've done that before. You know, you've got to sit in a Winnebago thing to wait till the, the light's right. You're just sitting you're inside a distillery so, for yeah. you, you can give us two different up? ones to try. We're sitting like that. So the time we get back out on that, we to get two words to say. <laughs> two words. Are you a whiskey drinker? No, no, I'm no, no. <laughs> what, was your, what was your other favourite episode you did too? Uh, the other one was Fly Society, uh, where we were making out. We had a few quid in order to go to a big country manor house. Right. And uh, it was just a, it was, it was a laugh we started to finish. It was a big manor house. That's the one where Tam says to the butler, take that poker out your ass. And that was the first <laughs> time I could been ever said on TV, take that poker out your ass. And we, we just got away with murder there. It was great. With you know, McLean and all the, you know, all, all the actresses and things that we wanted to work with. That was the other good thing about it. We got to work with a lot of people that we admired that we'd seen growing up yeah. to come into the show. I mean, Robert Coltrane, obviously his age as well as anyway, but Robert Coltrane came in as a bus driver. And uh, oh, with loads of people, Celia Amri, and the, the fellow that was in Doctor Who, Sylvester McCoy and all of them, and, uh, we, we got a guest to come in. Yeah, yeah. It was great. 
Um, no, we'd a, we'd a See good that time. place is anyone? Was that the one Easter Mombasa? Ah, Easter Mombasa. Oh, right. mate, that was genius. Ah, because they. Is that the one Willie Tadja boys? <laughs> oh, I mean, they come in to try and get old board games. I'm relaxing. Yeah, he's in your flat. The guy, the guy, you're the games, we, we, we got introduced to the, the back in the story is when we got introduced to the guy that owns the house. He goes, Do you do hunting, big game hunting yourself, boys? We go, eh, No, but we did the kick a giraffe to death one time. <laughs> oh, and, uh, these are the things you've got to run by the BBC. I know it's all right to say that, but that is a way we wonder. Uh, you you, know? you couldn't kick a giraffe on the telly to death a day. No, no, no. I just wouldn't let you. you know, all be... these snowflakes would be up in arms about it. Could you still get away with what you've done then, now, now? Well, it's funny you should mention that. And. Uh, because I think some of the chewing the fat stuff you couldn't. No, what what sort what, what sort of ones? Well, the likes of Karen pulling her skirt up with the you want to squatch at my fanny. Fanny, yeah, that was brilliant. I don't think you boys could, still standing there at the end, didn't he? Aye, because <laughs> we, and I, I think that whole sketch just wouldn't. It? I remember we did get letters at the time and said somebody wrote in and said as funny as the nation thought that sketch was, would that sketch work if it was two wee lassies at the van and they were asking the man to get his cock out? And <laughs> and, and, and me and Greg went. No, it wouldn't be as funny. <laughs> and and so the point was made. Don't write any more sketches like that. So we did they? So you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> my favourite on tune uh, fact's the two posh guys that go to Chippies and oh, just, the two, the two, uh, we're here for the banter. Aye, 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 that's fucking outstanding, man. Well, one even... sausage, one uh, Oh, that I was me doing the, the chicken. They're in the back of a taxi going like, oh, oh. every time the guy said, I'll turn the left here, I'll get the back here. Oh, keep <laughs> the change. We're just going to have the But the, the, uh, we didn't write them. That was a guy, uh, Rob Christie, that wrote them. Who really? was a, who was a friend of us who was in that that gang with Greg. He now runs a comedy unit. He's the gaffer there. And hilarious stuff. And, of course, um, the guys for Burnless and Florence McConnell wrote, a stack of stuff for for uh, for the fact they were part of the writing team. Their stuff was was magic. I think the big man was theirs. Uh, so another guy called Ian Davidson, Noddy Davidson, wrote that. That was great. That. Yeah. that was that was in football for a bit. Dressing aye, and just aye, stuff like that. Oh, aye, aye. Aye. I still get that. Do you right? Aye. Do you get arseholes quoting you all the time? Oh, it's, well, no, no, no. It's all, it's all good stuff. Um, but <laughs> if you say something like, um, if you pronounce something the correct way, instead, of, I don't know. If you say arsehole, it's the arsehole. Uh, we'll go, oh, listen to you, eating educated. <laughs> you can't say anything remotely presumptuous, or otherwise somebody will go like that. Is that the one you get the most? Oh, well, we used to get a lot worse. That took a lot to die doing because Greg and I would be walking up and doing just in, in, in Byers Road in the summer. And I'll find me, hey, yeah, a couple of fannies. I <laughs> <laughs> suppose that's part of the deal, man. And then, it, and of course, it, we made it worse. And, and Gavin said to us, you know, you bitching about, you know, it's, you know, he was there long and bitching a couple of years later when still game came along because he can't kind of go anybody, anywhere without somebody saying, He's two pints, right. you're prick. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and you've got to go, I know. <laughs> oh, that's good you remembered. Just the way you said he's made it worse, did you deliberately make it worse? Well, you could, it. you could, you, good point. Uh, oh, that was a great question. Right, see when you're uh, <laughs> yeah. well, got, no, no, seriously, because that was part of something that happened because we did toy for a while of taking Winston's other leg off. Because we, we took one leg off him because he was saying, like, we're like hey, how's that going to work? Well, we'll, we'll be a prosthetic leg, obviously. We had to speak about it amongst us. And he went, no, I think I'll be all right with that. But it's going to need to be strapping up. I went, well, from time to time, there's going to have to be, depending on what angle we need to be at. It was tough, you know what I mean, for him. Uh, especially on the stage when we're in the hydro, because uh, that's what to be strapped up. You know, you say we got a cramp. Uh, you've got to get your leg out straight. His leg strapped to his back. Just so that we could do sketches and stuff like that, it was, it was it was tough. But we said that if he ever gave us any grief, you know, or, you know, giving us a hard time about gags or whatever, we just cut our leg off him. That would be him wheelchair bound <laughs> for the rest of the series. He's like, that suits me. That'll do me. He's a wheelchair. I'll save me fucking long. <laughs> Some cast members asking for things. Can I get my arm off? Nice uh, see the sketch with a manager and assistant manager. You've said you're not into football. But that actually, you would be Mate, so, so surprised at how real that is. I know, and and I didn't, we didn't realise. And again, that was that was something somebody turned in on a bit of paper, and we looked at it and went, "What's the drill here?" And it, it's a silent, it's a silent sketch. Uh, you know, the manager's there, and you're copying the manager. And I'm like, "How's that work?" And they went, like, "Well, that's what they do. They do that, did it?" Went right. 
least the cop, that's fair enough, so we got doing it some football part somewhere. And the beauty of that was the football alienates people, I don't mean for religion, just if you know any football, you know any. Yeah. But this, we had being a silent sketch, that went all the other place. There was people in Europe watching that because it, it was the same as, it, you know, the only language barrier. Aye. So it just kind of landed. Yeah. And every time, people just assumed that I knew about football and, or, or we knew about football. No, but it was just, I still I still see that sketch for time. It still makes me laugh. Oh, I can't even remember doing that sketch. It's probably better that you didn't maybe yeah. that you maybe didn't know much about football because your mannerisms and the way that you did. So tell you, you that. Aye, tell don't they tell you no, just well, to tell it's, you that you didn't know. It's a poor guy because he's like aye. 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 <laughs> See, every time Lenny said something, like generally like five seconds later, he would say the exact same thing. But just try and word it a wee oh, bit different. It's, it's exactly, I think most assistants are like that though, mm. aren't they? But you know Stuart Kettlewell, it just got the second weekend and that boy... Ferguson. Ferguson, they used to do that and... Like, people would show the sketch next to People would show the sketch next to these two Ross County managers. Because they, they would just carbon copy of what you guys were doing. Brilliant. But I had the opposite, it sounded like with Tony Mowbray. Right. So Tony Mowbray would come up and tell you one thing and Mark Venus, who was his assistant manager, would come and say, fucking forget what you just told me there, do, do this. And you're like, what the fuck? The other thing, we, we did spend some time with, with football players for things, but I can't even remember what, what it was supposed to be because the likes of the Oren Moore and that, sometimes it would be football players would show up. But when you all get together, he's, um, believe it or not, you all talk too fast. I can hardly understand what you're saying. I mean, I'm for the East End. Uh -huh. I talk fast. But see when football players get the go. I mean, it, and you're you are off a different place. He's Glasgow, Edinburgh. Oh, they started in the deep. But you know what I mean? And you, but he's a when, when 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 I knew I was coming down here, I went, I'll get this on the um, I'll dig this up on and have a look at it. You know, so I know what I'm getting into. Right. And I've I put it on, and it was you and Frank uh, McAvenny, and uh, you were there. It's like the of the boys. Like, you were there, and, and, and you were there, and so were you, Toto. And that was what it was like. 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 And that was <laughs> I need somebody like you here, <laughs> You're the first man to ever keep him quiet. No, I've seen her past a few boys, but, the, but oh. I, don't, I, don't she, I don't think she'd be any good at football. By the way, do you know what you've done him though? We're not going to hear from him for about two weeks. He'll be I'll under be his bed covers for two I'll weeks. Be now. That's just, I've looked forward to this day for fucking ages now. I just want to fucking finish right now. <laughs> I know, it started start off a bit knacky, but it's getting a bit of loving now, isn't it? Uh, Where would you, you like to hang out the West End so you can... Well, I was always... In, I'll come up with yours after. Uh, I know, I need bother, bother at I all. I don't know, we need to sort this out. Have you got a piano in your house? I have got a piano in my house, You right. can play. Here, I think we could do a wee song later, no? Because you see your songs you play. No, before you shout at me. I, no, before <laughs> you get naggy. It's, it's not that. I've got your card marked already. I've always kind of pride myself being able to sum people up in the first 10 minutes of meeting them. Yeah. You're a fucking chancer <laughs> and you've got nothing. Leave me alone. <laughs> what is this fucking loose woman? Fucking <laughs> honestly. What are you doing for Christmas? What are you doing for Christmas? Do you put up a tree? Do you put your tea up tight in? Jeez, please. Amazing, man. <laughs> Uh, what were you nice. <laughs> right, that's Did a you rap. just say you have done into me though? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're getting done into me? Ah, you did. You're fucking did. Ten minutes for you, you did. Right. Oh, amazing man. What about nights? It still game nights? It. Uh, well, we've been. We went to the. Was it the box? What a night we had that. It's a couple of years ago. There was a tune in the pub. The tune called the box. And the day they've got still game um, drinks menu. You can get a tam. You can get an eyes and they make cocktails and that. Anyway, they invited us down one night and we all put shirts on and we went. Unusual for us to do it all together at one time, but we went, what a night that turned out. It was a pub quiz is what it was. We came 15th, uh, some young boy won the lot and, and whatever the prize was. Then all hell broke loose. The DJ got out, started playing do 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 and uh, of course we're on to it. And then I'm in the DJ box, I'm singing Sweet Caroline, everybody's doing a table's getting kicked to There's a video kicking about here. It was great. Well, you came 15th in a still game class. Oh, guy, I came, came second in a pig winning contest. I couldn't win it. You know the answers. They all knew the answers. What do you get? Pure fanatics, like scary oh, fanatics. Aye. Well, Amy McDonald, you know the, the, yeah, the, the, pop, singer, the pop singer. She was on the, 
mastermind and it was her specialist subject. subject. Wow. Still game. And she nearly won it. Uh-huh. Somebody else beat her and somebody but that was a that was a chosen subject. Do you hang a bit together outside? Well we we have done over the years. I mean uh, Greg and I were obviously extremely big, but then your family starts. We've been on holidays, the family we've been on holidays together. Oh hi. We went to Turkey and uh, Greg and I were away at the the States a couple of years ago. In fact, we wrote the hydro, uh, the middle hydro we wrote in Florida, in Florida, um, Los Angeles. We went away just for a fortnight to see if we could try and get a holiday and write the hydro, yeah. and we did. We wrote the hydro when we were away. And uh, they said, we need to watch this. We don't, we don't know what cocktail umbrellas and whatnot. <sighs> we go back and go, what the fuck are they on about? We're all in Los Angeles. <laughs> but no, we, we did. And uh, we're still pals. We're all pals. Uh-huh. Do you, you think when you meet people that expect you to be funny? Because I of the way you are on the show. You get that? When you meet people. Expect you to be funny. I'm telling you one thing, this has got to stop. <laughs> stop to me. Can, can, can we cut and we have a wee five minute chat? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm carrying. I'm carrying. I don't mind telling you. No, I think the spark that we've found between us today is, is a show. Is, is a show, a, bit, a show in the, in the making. So, this is, see, when you asked for a scene at the start, he's been playing it. You've done not realise he's been playing it for the last 30 minutes. I know where this is going. I know where you and I are. You could have played it back better, Slavery. I thought you were going to get an A already. Dundee and Shunra. I'm the Glasgow boy. I thought we would have been sorted. Uh, the Glasgow scheme boy. Anderson. I see. Tough tune, I know. Tough, innit? Aye. Uh, aye, we could add a different show. We really didn't. We need these two no. interlopers. Nah. You know what I mean? We are because they are te- technically. Where is it your face? Stranra. Stranra. Strange place. I'm dying for you. You played the nerve. Wait, wait a minute. Here, we're talking about strange places. Where's Stranra go? Is it mussels and bulks? Oysters. Oysters. I knew it was something. Have you played the oyster festival? Have I played. Yeah, no, I've been in Stranraa a few Aye, times. Probably for the boat to get out. Well, oh, that's the reason I'm going to strike that. Uh, you're right enough. <laughs> uh, New Year's, Lenny, do you usually watch the... the, the Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never watched it. Never watched it. I don't know if it's on at the New Year. They've put it on every other New Year. We only did, I think, about three or four Christmassy New Year special things, so... Was there ever an episode that you hated then? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. No, there were sketches that I didn't like. Uh, there was one I really didn't want to do. I didn't want to be the big man's maw. Uh, but they, they, they thought it was a good idea. So, apparently, it was because I had to go and get dressed up as a big man's maw. It was, an, it was a sketch whereby the big man was trying to get a dolly that everybody was wanting that year for Christmas. And, the big man's boys come in to sort it out, and I'm the big man's boss. So it was a double part in the one sketch. It was murder polis, because I was about, I had a big thing on, like, a big hat on, it looked like a heat of hair and the, the boobs and all that. It was mental, and I was sweating my pants. I didn't mind it, but I'd done it and it turned out all right, and everybody liked it. Mm-hmm. But there's no shows I didn't want to know, no, I've loved them all. Oh, do you know my yeah. favourite Villers actor? Brilliant. What is it, five five guys named Bob? Uh, five guys named Mo. Mo, uh, uh, Aye, that was, just, that was just a. That's a pal of mine, that guy. That was he a terrible actor? No, but it's his voice, and and uh, he, he's not. He, he did tipple years ago and made an argument about it. It's, but it's just that you know, that's right. I'll try that. Right, okay. You know, so you don't want that, right? So, right, <laughs> so does that mean you? You know what I mean? Right, no. So it's, it's just that constant being on your toes all the time and being rotten. And we just it started it as a kind of ad lib thing, and then we, it just grew into a monster. It was a, there's a loads of sketches that you would try that didn't make it to the TV Aye. scene. Yeah, yeah. That you maybe, like, say, for example, you've caught a sketch with you and Greg and you thought, right, this will work. Aye. You've tried it <laughs> and it didn't make it. But you thought, should have made it. Loads of that. Loads of that. Aye. And think that'll ever, think things like that will ever come to. No, no I stood and watched them all burnt. 
That's good merch on the tapes all burnt. They'll never surface again. Nah. We did two hillbillies. I think one of them made through. We did two hillbilly characters that lived in a caravan. And uh, they were just waiting for visitors coming. And what we would do is strip the, squ- the skin off them and wear their skins. And we recorded one of them. We had, we had a suit made with a willy on it and everything. Right? <laughs> with the hair growing out the chin and all that. <laughs> and we were pushing ourselves at the tip, but the bosses were like that. They two are after read. That's not right. <laughs> uh, we did two film producers called Flockenbecker and Flockenbecker. He was a boy and I was a, da- I was a grandfather. And he would come in with a shite idea every week. And I'd say, right, what's your big idea? What you got for me this week? Tell me you got something we can make into a movie. And he says, it's a great idea, Dad. We got a big fish and it's terrorizing everybody. You're like, uh, what? <laughs> this, this is your idea? So the BBC went like, no, they went fair off. So that was a gag every week. He'd come in and go, you know, tell us a fucking film that they're ready to be new, you know. <laughs> it's a writer. It's a writer. He has to be in a hotel on his own in the middle of nowhere and he starts killing his family. <laughs> What? You know what I mean? It's not been done. So there was stuff we had to redo. We had loads of material. The beginning of the tune of fact, we, we were writing most of it. By the end of it, we were writing hardly any of it. Did he ever thank you for the family? That was... That was fair That was another thing. We, we go at that. We always went a storm, right? We, we just had a great idea. Let's get... I don't think you get any of these things, but there was a lot of people with them in the 90s. You know, you, you, you couldn't... They help you. And they sat there doing a fucking fella shave up at their neck. <laughs> so we wrote the sketch and I think the producer said, nah, it's not really, it's not right on that, is it? You know, people with throat cancer. And I'm like, well, can we do it? So we sent to the, we sent to the medical people that make the machines and asked them, could we hire them for television? Four of them, for me, Greg and Karen Barty Bar- using that. And they never asked us what for. I think they thought we were making a health advert. Fair enough. Well, when they fun out, they wrote back and says, we don't like this at all. Because we boxed them all back up and sent them back, but they went, no, you've misrepresented this year. They weren't they happy. They never made us take them off, but we eventually we slowed down on them because of our, it's not right, is it? But yeah. what I'm saying. That stuck, a lot of the stuff in June, in fact, you could have put on. How come Clarendon Barn never went on to uh, Still Game? Uh, well, there seemed to be, what had happened was Still Game was a play uh, at the festival, and it was only me, Paul Riley and Greg Hempel, and that was it. Uh, it was supposed to be, uh, Bobby the barman was supposed to be Winston, but he couldn't come and do the play because he was doing something else. So uh, really that's not how it should have worked out. Wow. It should have been Gavin. Then as we moved on, we had to have a Gabby woman. We had to have a woman that was able to tell, take your story and move it into the rest of the community. So we knew we knew Jane for other stuff. And we'd been in another thing we had years before as well on TV called Pulp Video. So we knew she was a go-to. Uh, but we, tuned the fact we didn't need another woman because Karen was everybody. Yeah. She was the old she shopkeeper. Was good, she was dirty old Betty. There's another thing. Dirty old Betty was you good. You couldn't have dirty old Betty. Uh-huh. Until, oh my good lord. My favourite one she done was the science teacher when kids would always ask her about willies and stuff like that. She would fucking. Well, that was her own invention. She definitely came up with that voice and all the mannerisms and weird catchphrases came out of that. You know, yeah. don't speak to me unless your neck's the same colour as your face and all that. And, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Cracking me. Karen's a, Karen's a scream. And also a Shakespearean actress, I might add. Wow. She just done last year 300 performances of all over Britain and Shakespeare, you forget that. Yeah. Right, the countdown's coming soon. Have you got anything you want to ask him? Because I'm petrified to ask him. <laughs> Go on, ask him, son. It's a new year, why not? I'm going into the new year. Uh-huh. A fucking shivering wreck. <laughs> <laughs> have, you and, have you and Greg ever fell out? Aye, aye. Well, no, no, no majorly, but we fell out. Because we could, we know as much fell out as we could, we just couldn't do any more than we'd done. By the time we got to 2006, oh man, they were asking us to do nine at a time instead of six and all that carry on. And hey, you weren't getting a chance to enjoy. I suppose it's the same in football. When you're in the middle of it, you're doing something. You, every time you try to enjoy, you're, you can't really because you've got to get back to form. You can't go right off the rails. So we, we just felt as if we were doing that. So we were sniping about it. And, I wanted to go one way, he wanted to do other things, and we went, right, let's just dump this in now. And that lasted for six years, I think, and then, because they built that hydro. Yeah. And then we went, I wonder if we could get enough people to go inside that hydro and watch us coming back. And that's what we've done. And just, we're just... See, see there when you're talking about, like, you're doing six, then you're doing nine, do you feel like your performances would have dropped if you did more, or was it like, did you think it became more of like an effort? No, it wasn't the effort, it was just that we weren't... It was that thing we felt we were going at full steam, really enjoying the work, and we weren't getting any time from ourselves. Aye. You could, 
And then we were going on holiday, we were going on holiday together because we were writing. Mm -hmm. We were coming back today, so it was all yeah. getting a bit, everybody was in everybody's pocket, aye. aye. You know, when yeah. that talk about bubbles, that was a bubble, you know. We, you know, we were just in the get out to play. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, maybe all right for me, I was a bit older, I'm seven years older than Greg. But, uh, no, we got married, we had the wings around about the same time, Everything was going nice. on great, eyes, kids. Uh, one of the Hug, Hug Money still games, uh, back in time to show the character at your own age. Is that something you always wanted to do? To go back in time? Aye. Uh -huh. Uh, by the time I went back in time, I still didn't look right when I went back. I still looked old. <laughs> but uh, I thought uh, Paul Riley had a perm. Oh, it, was, it was hilarious. They kept that back and showed us that as a reveal. You know, rather than we weren't all walking about at lunchtime, we didn't see some of the things we didn't see until we actually opened the Gone door. Camera, and I, the director was enjoying the reveals, you know, because Sanjeev had big flares on for the 70s and I met a, a, a rotten jumper. The way we treat Sanjeev in that, this, let me treat them. We, we, we tried to look back at what the relation, the, race, the racial relationship situation was like back then. So when we opened the door up to, we were going, this door not for you, you go other door. Because people in the 70s didn't speak like that to uh, Asians, you know what I mean? You're thinking that's ridiculous. So we made a point of highlighting all that. So that was what was funny for us. And of course, Isaac. With a big chest and all yeah. that, and a slinky dress on, and then doing nothing nearly at the end uh, of the episode. It's weird to see Jane without her eyes on. She's quite pretty, isn't she? Oh, she's good. Uh, she's good looking, uh, Jane. And uh, of course, she had to take her clothes off. She had to just get down to her knickers for the last scene. That was a carry on because one of the guys who died, with a guy that worked for us that died, uh, Ronnie Lethem, who's a legend in the acting world. And uh, what did happen here? I think I think it was Tam had to foil the couch at some point and kick Ronnie Lethem right in the stones. Ronnie was the well at the time either. He's all right down the bag, you know what I mean? We couldn't get a day's work done for it. Because he was old, you know, and fucking Coxie's got big shoes at so you know, oh fuck right the box. <laughs> but uh, so but I she was doing her knickers and she maintains to this day that that was a body double that did that, wasn't he? It was her. It was her. She was a game. That that's your favourite scene in it. Love that. Fucking magic. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting you actually, brilliant. you remind me of Coxie a wee bit. You've got the same kind of man, seriously, mannerism. Yeah. In real life, though. Aye. Coxie's funny eyes. He's got, he's got a... That's him that plays Tam. Aye. Yeah, aye. yeah. He's very dry now. You're, you're not happy with that. You want to be a bigger one, don't no, you? No, no, I'm buzzing there. No, you better listen. If you were half as funny as, as, as uh, Mark Cox is in real life, he's an absolute screaming, a great delivery. Yes, it's a New Year countdown. Now, now my favourite part oh. of Open Goal 2020 <laughs> was... Brooke, absolute star. Have you heard of her? I'm in a terrible state. Now. Just, it's the apprehension. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I'm, it's, it's a countdown. I'm always getting super excited before a countdown starts. You know what starts? The worst thing that happens is my hair always starts shaking like that. See if I've got to... You know, I've got to hide myself doing it, but I have a furniture or I'll just start going. So just go on, man. I'm desperate to get the counter. I wish to Christ it was that new. Has <laughs> <laughs> it started right. yet? Wait till you hear it. Right, we're ready then. So it, that's 10, two, 10 seconds to go now. Oh, ten, so 10, nine, nine, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Yeah! <laughs> Wow. So good. Well done, Brooke. By the way, you're not a bad chanter, eh? Ah, you know what I've heard, yeah? As long as you can drown the guitar out, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I want to ask you? What about the accents? How do you Aye. get so good at that? It, my ma, my ma, me and my ma used to do accents all the time in the house. She'd say, there's a fuck all for eating. And, 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 no, but she was, <laughs> no, but we just used to copy the things off the tellies. And she'd try and do an American accent or an Italian accent. And we'd try and copy one not to be good at right. I don't know why she was doing that. Didn't want to be an actor. I wasn't an actor. Uh, didn't do any of the school things or anything like that. Uh, but I don't know, it was something to do. There were no internet, there were no... The etch sketch was my laptop. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was all, all we had. So we just... I voices just always appealed to me. I always liked American TV and English TV. And you just... You've either got an ear for it. And it's, it's now that I've just remembered that I'm, I'm going to tell you this. 
it, it's no my joke. I heard that it's for the seventies, but it's a cracking thing. The guy's um, a guy's into butchers, right? He's into his butcher shop. He says, "I take a steak pie." He says, "A couple of pound of sausages," and you can see right away that the lassie behind the counter quite likes a look at him, you know. And he knows that. He can, you know, he's well dressed. And he goes, uh, he says, I see you looking at me there. He says, what are you drinking at home? She went, I don't know. She says, what are you, 40? He went, no, he says, I'm 55. She went, 55? She went, Agnes. She went, what are you drinking at, guys? Well, I said, I don't know, 38, 39, 55. She went, fuck's sake, 55. Oh, she looks good to things. Look after myself, you know, bit of jogging and that, and the rest of it. She went, you certainly don't. And she went, that's amazing. Gets his steak pie and his sausages away out the door. Starts raining. She's like, oh, we went to a bus stop. There's a wee woman sitting in the bus stop out in the rain, sitting next to the woman. Hello, darling. She goes, hello, son. And he says, what are you up to today? She went, oh, I'm having a smashing day today. She says, I'm, I'm 80 years old today. He went, congratulations. He says, what are you going to do? She says, well, I've got a cake for me back at the home. She says, there's going to be an accordion player, probably a guitar player. She says, we'll have a wee dance, that, a wee sing song. Going to be marvellous. He says, that's good. He says, what are you drinking, Emma? And she went, well, she says, I'm, I'm not really any good at that, son. He says, no, have a go. She went, no, no, I wouldn't want to insult you. She said, well, there's only actually one way. She says, I can tell what age you are. She says, if you let me put my own doing the front of your trousers, she says, I'll be able to tell you. He went, eh? He went, she, he went, she went, aye, well, every time. So he looks about in her neighbor there. And he goes, aye, all right, on you go. go. <laughs> so the woman goes, she goes, is that right, good right about? And she goes, ah, you're 55. And he went, how the fuck do you know that? She says, I'm a story behind you, the butchers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not a couple of hundred yards away from this very place we're in. We're at the corner of the bank, the Clydesdale Bank, me and Greg, right? And it's before still game, so we, nobody knows who we are. We're just doing sketches for tuna fat. Nobody knows who we are. So the joke was that we got into the bank and there's a guy in the queue wanting by me. I'm stunned and I'm an old man, I'm Jack. And the guy's going, for goodness sake, for goodness sake. I'm standing in the queue. Shut up, now I'm saying it. And I get to the counter and I open my bag and it's 300 quids worth of one pences for the guy to count. That's a, that's a joke, right? There's always some old bastard in front of you backing all that down when you're only in, right? So that's fine. So the guy's like, it's getting too warm in here. The lights are too warm. He's like, everybody will need to go out in the bank and go and stone in the street to get the air in and get the lights on again. So we go out in the street. Of course, I'm smoking. Greg's smoking as well at the time. And we're standing at that fence down there. Ah, this old dame comes up to start chatting. They up. I am not kidding you, right? Hot as you like, right? She's about 70 odds. Oh, she's like, oh, um, uh, it's nice weather. What are they doing in the bank? And I'm like, I say to Greg, she doesn't get the first idea that we're knowing we're 70s here. You know, look at this, right? And uh, I went, oh, no, they're filming something there. I don't know what it is. It's some carry You know what they're like? You know like these bloody film crews coming on, fucking filming and all that. Ah, she says, pen now. She says, what are you up to yourself, says I. She says, oh, I'm going up to my, I'm going up to my, I just live up there. She says, she points up to a window. She says, eh, I mean, you're more than welcome, both of you, if you want to come up. She says, no way. She says, oh, I'm going to do steep my feet. We could all steep our feet. She says, oh, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh. <laughs> so she said, come up, she's got all the coffee and all that. And I went, we're actually getting asked to go up to a bird's house <laughs> at 75 year old. So the director came in, what's going on here? But honestly, and we'd started to think, is there a total subculture of 70-somethings? Oh, Nick, about one of their sissies. Oh, Steve, there's three together. <laughs> 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 but know. that was a sketch on Tune the Fat, wasn't it, Jack and Victor? Aye. Why was it that one you picked to, to go on to a show? Uh, what do you mean? Like, so why, why, why is it the two characters that you thought it would be oh, a spin-off? Oh, I see. For? Oh, sorry, I get what you mean. Aye. Well, when to pick, when to work out, they said to us, do you want to do a sitcom? And we said aye. And uh, we kind of thought about Dan Royal Villiers as a sketch show, but... I didn't, we, we thought the strongest two people in the show were Jack and Victor. Plus, we'd done a play with them already. Right. So, and Winston had been in it and, and play. So we thought, that's the one that's got the, got the teeth on it. Yeah. You know, that's the one that will grow and grow and grow. And then we just started building up the community the way the Simpsons does. We had yeah. Isa, David, but we did built them all out. Right out to Methadone Mick and Peter J.K., Jake Darcy, who died. Yeah. But uh, they were everybody, they loved him and all. They loved J.K. Yeah, he's a hero. You know, absolutely hero, aye. Oh, what a legend. So everybody was represented and everybody done a great job of re representing ourselves. But no, we had some great laughs and uh, mad things with hangovers and that, having to get into the sea 
Uh, we were, you remember that one we went to Shitey Finport? Mm -hmm. It was some seaside resort, it was, it was a right shite hole, and we went to looking for Winston because he'd run away to it. <laughs> well, we had a terrible hangover, and we'd actually get into the sea in that one. Oh. And stone up, we, it was murder. We were in the water all the time, we were I watched that Why are we doing that? We're lighting it. What are we lighting it? I watched that one last week with the, when you were sailing down the sea in the, the dinghy. In the dinghy, have we done that? Yeah. I was just there, wasn't it? Uh, and Aye, and um, the funny bit of that one was when it shut out, he started waving at everybody. And it was like the people on the embankment, the Neds and all that, and then fucking some goblish uh, uh, woman no, was just that, sitting was on the bank. It was a And then it was people graduating <laughs> from the university and a locomotive train and, and all that. And then the train, and then it was the safari park. Ah, right. oh, that was brilliant. Aye, well, the, the idea was Greg and I had bought, I went up to Costco and I bought a dinghy for a tenner, a tenner, and that included two paddles. So, and a wee thing to go like that with it. And it was for a wane, it was for a swimming pool, right? Because it was only about the size of this table, I'm not kidding you. And we, 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 we were sitting one day and we said, could you go down the Kelvin in our dinghy? And we took two and went, nah, it's not possible, too many rocks. So we got in the car and we drove our way up, uh, up through Mary Hill, we looked at wee bits of the Kelvin, went, nah, you couldn't get for here to the Clyde, because it goes around there and it goes around there. Said, fuck it. Went to Costco, bought a dinghy, and me and him went in it ourselves, just me and him, Went down past these private houses, sneaked through the garden, stuck it in the water, and me and him get into it, right? And we get right down, and we come right down past Kelvin Dale, right down, we go to the big blue, you know where the big blue is? Right, right that bit down there. And I shot him till they tore the arse right out it, and the two years ended up in the water. <laughs> I know. I went to go and get injections for Viles disease, because it's full of rat piss, that water. Which we, but, so, so when we, so when we said to the BBC, we wanted to go down to Kelvin in a dinghy, they went, it can't be done. And we went, well, we fucking okay, done no. it too. <laughs> so they, they went, right. So they bought us a room dinghy and we done it with that. So. Another one I loved was Stevie the Bookie, man. Oh, Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's great. But, but that's the thing. You give Riley a bit of a, a dialogue and he'll do the right thing. He knows exactly. Because we didn't write that in. Yeah. That's, that's Riley. So that's what I was going to say. Do you let them go off script? Well, no, it's no off script exactly. You write the script down and then it's up to you how you interpret it. And Paul just lifted that right up into... There was a scene that we wrote where he was putting the bookies' pens right into the... Stevie the bookie was putting the bookies' pens right in the hole just before Winston says, fuck, like that, you see? So he goes like, you are nothing but a dirty fuck. And the pen stops the noise for going through the holes. No. Well, we'd written that in, but we'd no way, way known how that was going to work to really get his hands on it and worked it up and got it ready. Yeah. And then it became, everybody was talking about it. It's just great. Amazing, man. It's great to hear, isn't it? Exhausted, don't you? No, I love it. I could oh, sit no, there. I could listen all day. And then, do you uh, enjoy talking about it? No. Uh, no, of course I do. It's a <laughs> highlight of my life. Of course, yes. you, you, you know yourself, uh, you might not know, but you know when you're good at something, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you feel good when you're I doing it. Feels, and you get a lot of feedback about Aye. it. It's a marvellous feeling. Oh, you're right. You do know fuck all about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you miss it then? Miss, I miss the, the performance party at I, and I miss the, the, the stage shows are always a, a scream. They're the, they're the biggest thing. That's that's you getting to be in a, a pop group at that level. Once you've played the bigger the, the bigger room like that, it's like being in the Beatles. So have you got advice for us for the Hydro? Oh, you're playing the Hydro, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sold out, by the way, sold out. Five minutes. Quicker than um, still games. What's this for the opening of the... What is it for? It's, open goal. Open goal. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so you've actually done... And you, you've set a play suit? Aye. That's phenomenal. Do you know what, what you, it is, The funny it? thing is, you, you, after a couple of minutes, you do genuinely forget that they're there. I mean, you can hear them shouting, get fucking half, you're rotten. Well, that'll be your thing. Yours was, we love you and that, but I don't know how that'll go. Aye, I heard it, fuck off. And you that kind of thing, but you just, you just want to bounce See a proper fuck him, could you sit in the front row of the hyd ride hydro gig, please? I'll come down and keep all that. I'll come as a big man and keep it down for you. I'll you know, look after you. You can't of come, because I'll See if you can. No, in all seriousness, it's, it's, you talk about what, running on your football parks and your great stadiums for, for sport and all that. It must be like that. You, we, we, I, I would equate it with that. It's like being a pop star. It's otherworldly. When you move on and you look at all the people and you go, oh, well, they've all, they've all decided they're taking time out of their day to come and see me here doing this. You owe it to be shiting yourself. Ah, that's this. a good... That, that's yeah. a good... Why are you nervous, eh? What? Were you nervous? No, nah. you did. The first time, oh, we were all shiting, of course, because the one we did in 2014, we'd been away for seven years and honey done a curdy. Yeah. You opened the curtain and there they all are. Waiting. 11,000 eyes all staring at you. Go! You know, but <laughs> it's funny, it's different for a club. You, you can hear shouting and that, screaming, people getting stabbed and that, but it's in the distance. People getting stabbed. Sorry. Here's a, here's <laughs> a, here's a, a, a question. 
How did you take that, the show every Friday night, onto the stage? Was that really difficult? Please understand me. <laughs> I, I, do, I, do, I do understand you. Are you worried about it? Oh, well, no, no, you don't, you don't, you don't need that. Well, we've done a play before, right? We've done a play before, so we know, and we're, we're, we're actors, we've been acting a long time and still going, so you kind of know what works in the space of a couple of hours. You know, no, it be on something for too long, you know, like dragging out a thing. You don't want to drag a thing out. Didn't that your fucking joke? You don't want to just keep hammering away at something, you're not getting any results, mate. But uh, so you try and modify that down and build your show. I'm sure if you've sold the tickets, that's the one thing you need to remember, right? Aye. See your comedian, your comedian shites it, right? He goes out and he goes out and he goes, how you all doing? Uh, anybody in for crazy? <laughs> uh, fucking sweat rolling down the back of his neck. All that. But that's no, you've no to worry about that, you see, because. They've came because they like, like you. What we do, so that's the point. They're not there to shout, you're rotten and she likes you, but I fucking think you're a dick. You, you don't get any of that. <laughs> you, I've been dragged on here. You don't, none of that. They're all there because they like you. So you just go in the minute you go the minute you go on the stage, try your level best. Don't yeah, worry enjoy yourself, innit? Just enjoy yourself because yeah. it is a bit it's the best time you'll have without a iron brew. Right. There's a time you never enjoyed yourself. Scorsese on Gangs of New York. No, I'm not making I'm not going to do, tell the story a million times. I'd, I'd stayed cut when I shouldn't have stayed cut on this film. Uh, there was a lot of set up going on. There was cabbages, there was about 400 cabbages getting through about. There was wains hanging off of buildings and uh, people shouting and bawling and running, fire trucks and fire, gas, everything. And I wasn't even in the shop, it was on my shooter. And action and all that started. And hundreds of people. And I didn't like what I'd said. I said the word, the wrong line. I just turned on the camera and went like, cut. And everybody went, fuck me. So all the stuff was just lying about. And, and the assistant director came over and went, you, you don't say cut. You, you weren't even in a shot. It was just your shooting. It was, it made, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. because I, I just came off a tune of that. And I've been used to, me and Gregor used to go, like, that's not what we just we'll do that again. And I just, it would, I'd just been finished doing that. And I just was in the way. Big two hundred million pound film, and I'm not. It's just this bit. But I'm like, I can't be shy. Just so I met Scorsese. Scorsese came out and he went. I say cut for do you? I was like, I, I don't, it wouldn't even matter if he'd come out and slap me. I was just yeah. so excited to be in his company. So I got five minutes with him. I spoke to him for five minutes. Lovely. Got forty with him, wow. um, which he wasn't allowed. So how? Did, what was the connection with him putting you in New, gangs in New York? Uh, all my family on the mafia. <laughs> that answer your fucking question. <laughs> fucking <I'm> Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> no, did you audition like? I did made an arse. I, I, I was supposed to be playing uh, ba uh, P. T. Barnum, the circus owner. That's what I was auditioning for. It was a big long speech, and I practiced. I had a moped at the time. Me and Greg had mopeds, and I had a hat on. I all around mugged up part trying to, try to internalise this big monologue. And I couldn't get it in. I got to the interview, made a total run of all the interview. Never got the job. Uh, ended up said to Greg, you, can you film me in my living room? And I said on the camera, who's arse have you got to kiss to get in one of your movies, Marty? And we sent him it and it got to him and he said, that, that's a cheeky kid. I was a kid at that time. I like that cheeky kid. You can get him a part. And I turned oh, up really? and I turned up and I done my line and then he came out and he went, can you change that to Irish? I went, I said, we've got enough Scotsmen. He said, we've got stacks of Scotsmen. I went, right, okay. You change it to Irish. Eh? So I tried to experience a life. That's my, my that's the thing I grabbed with House Goes on Fire. That photo of me and Scorsese. Scorsese, wow. Been amazing, thanks very much. Yeah, turn around you! Made yeah. it all the way through! Yeah. Yes! We've stopped to do a scene in you. Oh, the scene, what scene was it? Who do you want me to be in this scene? Right, come go? on, let's go. Why don't you be his dad? Eh? His dad's about a legend George, on this show. Just pretend you're George. Why don't we, you've been in Put trouble for something. Down. I don't know, maybe you've went into a country right. or something. And... I've been naughty. Right, what have you? Right, and I'm, I'm, am I your dad here? No, just say that. You do, you're the man that does it. You've been in gangs in New York. You do the script and I play a line. Let's go. You want me to write a script? Improv. Just a wee quick one. Right, let's, okay. Let's see how good you are. Let's go, let's go. Cut. Right, okay. Cut. Cut Action. and stop. Action. <laughs> right, okay, so you're, you're the main. Uh, you're, you're, he, you're he's the boy. your boy. You're the boy, right. Okay, well, the reason I'm asking you in here, sit back up to my Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I know you're wanting to go up the stairs and, and try all your sister's clothes on again, but I'm, I'm not wanting you to do that. I'm wanting, you, I'm, wanting you, I'm wanting you to explain to me why it is you've not got a partner in your life. A nice partner, because everybody you've been bringing to the house has been assholes. Who who are you looking at the new sexual wise in the future? And it's only a father asking a question of a boy. 
that I'm genuinely interested in your future. What are you going to do about it? Don't interrupt me when I'm talking. What I'm asking is straightforward <laughs> is, are you or are you not at the moment involved in some sort of sexual liaison with somebody that lives in the neighbourhood around here? Just a straight yes or no. Don't answer me in the because I don't want to hear you. <laughs> The other point is your room's not bastard a mess and I'm wanting that tidy up. The scud books, I mean, people don't use scud books anyway, but you for some reason... I was a fucking never asked this. So, I want a straight answer. Do you have a partner? Shut up just now, because... Right, on you go, you can tell me. I want, I want us to do a show now. <laughs> so is that the scene for us? I don't know. I'm, I didn't realise it was going to be used for fucking da- for five minutes. What's it called, Big Daddy and the Dummy? What's it going to be? There you are, I'll just fucking put my own up here, Jake. Stop your arm for shaking your Come on, let's go and get a wee tightening. Let's go and get a wee tightening here. It's been a cracking year, isn't it? No, I've enjoyed myself. Have you actually? I have. I fucking know. No, I was a bit worried about coming because you do speak very quickly, but I thought to myself, I'll try and do it. Nah, excellent. What are your predictions about what occurred between now and this time next year? So, who will be the Scottish champions? Celtic. Wow. Just say anyone. Anyone. What about you say? Can I say a Rangers turn on him? I don't know what you're supposed to say. I'm going to say Rangers. Has Rangers got a chance of doing that? Rangers are... Rangers are Celtic. I'm definitely sure it'll be 1A2. I know I'm I'm almost convinced it'll be 1A2. Rangers side for me. He's right. And what did you say? You said Celtic. He's right. He's fucking bang on with that. Honestly, you'd be wasting your time. On you go. How far will Scotland go in the Euros? Eh... Right up, right up, right up to the end. I would imagine they would probably go. That's the right yeah, answer. Good right. answer. Slain it. Is this football? Is it still this football? Is football hey. right. Sorry, mate. Semi-finals. <laughs> Kev. Hopefully, side out the group. Out the group. Okay. Uh, who will be the hero of the tournament? Oh, there's, well, I, 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 that I do know the answer to. James Forrest. I think James Forrest, he's a standout for me, James. Right. Who's yeah. he play for? The heroes. <laughs> Celtic again, is it? <laughs> hero to him, as in like Scotland's hero. Yeah. Uh, John McGinn. Okay. I, I like John McGinn too. That's a, that's right, a, right so you want John McGinn? What? Could she play again? <laughs> no, in fact, no, come to me. You've you won the whole of the cup. Don't, don't keep putting the whole of the cup now. The and Majesty's you... home for the blind. <laughs> <laughs> and will open goal break still game's record run of 21 run, 21 run shows at the high well, Absolutely. Know, that's what I was going to ask you. How long are you there for? One night. Listen, one night's enough. See, once you've established that you're there, the first chance that you get, that's the only advice that we give, the first chance that you get to do it again, dick in, because it's the best feeling in the world. It's better than anything else. I'm not, I'm not What do you mean, the better? What, while you're doing it after? No, no, no. I mean, if you, if you get the chance, you, you're obviously doing it yourself or your tickets. If there's any chance of getting back into that hydro again, you must try as soon as you can to orchestrate being there again, because there's nothing like it. And you're, and you're, to have it have happened to you in your life is a great thing. Amazing. Right, thanks very much for joining us, our guest, Ford Kiernan. Enjoy the rest of the celebrations That's and remember, nice. like, comment and subscribe to Open Goal YouTube channel. You gonna, are you going to subscribe? I'm going to subscribe as soon as I know how to do that. But New Year's meant to be the happiest day. I feel I'm going to start greeting. It's been <laughs> the hardest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> look, the way you look at these rules is because of that on the thing. The way you look at these rules is therapeutics. That's yeah. what you're getting. You're getting mental therapeutics. Yeah, ah, it's been What tough. have you learned today? Stay out of the media. Yeah. <laughs> uh, stay out of the train. It's no fun you. You were obviously designed to go straight to the hydro. You have hydro material. Thanks very much. Right, we're going to end it with the best though. Brick's going to sing again. Mister, your eyes are full of hesitation. Sure makes me wonder if you know what you're looking for. Baby, I want to keep my reputation I'm a sensation You try me once you're back for more Yes sir, I can boogie But I need a certain song I can boogie, boogie, boogie